0: Hey sweet people how's it going welcome to another episode of the sweet spot podcast I'm your host Mark Zeus and today I'm talking to in-house marketing expert Kasper Cierslev I talked to Kasper not only about marketing and in-house marketing strategies even though we covered the business and the strategy side of it we also talked about creativity in general about him as a musician, as an illustrator, as a designer, and also his creative approach on how he builds teams, how he structures them, and yeah, what really helps to foster creativity within your own teams. Um, We touched how business and marketing and brand communication changed over the last years and now with all the channels, the technology, AI, social media, um, how the landscape looks today and what challenges um, your team is probably facing. All of this and much more makes it not only an episode for marketing and design buffs, but also for all entrepreneurs out there that want to know how to communicate their brand in today's market, what strategies you can use, how you motivate your team, how you can get your team to work at a creative peak so it's worth listening in. Before we start the episode and the interview with Casper some news from the sweet spot studio. As you know from the last episode I got into this new place a couple of weeks ago and it's really starting to take off we are hosting amazing life experiences here in the gallery and atelier space and right next room we have live concerts we have improv things we have gallery show openings and here in the studio space we're not only doing video and podcast production but also one-on-one coaching and team workshops My experience is that, especially after the last years with Corona, with a lot of home office, with a lot of like this, you know, video, um, video calls and conferences, people have a big longing for real life experiences, real exchange with people face to face, being in a room together and working on things without any distraction, without the layer of technology in between each other. And this is what I feel when I host these events. people are exciting there's good energy going on there are a lot of creative things happening right now so if you're in Germany and you're looking for a place to have a team event um, a creativity event if you want to rediscover your entrepreneurial purpose or if you want to get your team to perform better creatively check out my website check out the space maybe I can help you with the experience enough of that Um, Sweet people, let's dive into the interview with Casper. We really touch on so much about brand communication strategy, um, how you work with agencies and third-party um, service providers, uh, platforms, uh, how you foster creativity within your own team. And also he talks a lot about his own creative journey. It's a gem. Enjoy Casper Sierra's Lev. Welcome to the Sweet Side. This is the Sweet Spot Podcast with Mark Zeus, investigating entrepreneurship, purpose, and the creative life. Casper nice to have you here welcome to the show how are you i'm good nice to meet you uh i'm, I'm glad to be here uh i'm looking forward to to have a talk with you thank so, you so how are much? you um i'm doing very good um as you can see i just landed in the new studio space so yeah everything is going great <laughs> very excited uh, yeah, so uh, i see you have a beautiful background with some music some instruments i can i can relate uh where are you located right now i'm located
1: in copenhagen uh so yeah in denmark so so that's that's where i live but uh, we run advertising agencies in-house advertising agencies and they are naturally placed in-house with our customers so i'm also located a lot of the time in my in my car (laughs) (laughs) driving around uh, the different places but um well, that's fine. I mean, it's a it's a big <laughs> it's a big van, so I can have the meetings in the background in oh, the back when I'm driving. That's so.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially listeners from the US, can relate to um, yeah. part-time living in your car. <laughs> but <Yes>. actually, <laughs> um, I love Copenhagen. It's one of my favorite cities in Europe. Um, I've been there so often. I really love it, especially in the autumn right now. Um, let me remember. Um, there's this one place. I think I even noted it. Yes, there's this amazing restaurant in uh, vertebro or something it's called war and it's in the old meat district yeah, i don't know if yeah. you know that place yeah. it has yeah, everything it one. plays yeah. rock and roll it serves great meat dishes it's like the perfect yeah. place really great beer, great, uh,
1: yeah great beer
0: great yeah <laughs> barbecue uh, yeah. food and uh, oh, wow. yeah i need to yeah it's it's nice come visit copenhagen again soon okay but yeah. um talking about it Uh, You recently, before we talk about your agency work, which I'm very interested in, and your uh, moving in-house book, um, I want to start with a more recent project. You recently released an amazing um, illustrated city guide about Copenhagen. (laughs) To be exact, it's the big, entirely subjective, and to be fair, a bit biased illustrated guide. To Copen, oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> this man came prepared. I love this thing. I haven't, I, I don't have it as a as a physical copy yet. I browsed it online. It's well, I'll, so- I'll give it
1: to you once you're here, then oh. we we'll can meet up <laughs> uh, and have some some beer and and barbecue. That sounds yeah, amazing. yeah. It's 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 a really it's a fun project, but it's also kind of a I don't know stupid project because I was actually writing the other book, uh, the whole in-house book, yeah. uh, and I came to a difficult chapter about structure and workflows and 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 so on and then i said "Ah, i'll i'll just go outside and i'll bring my small notebook and i will just clear my thoughts and i started drawing something and then one thing led to another and then i had like 10 drawings when i went home i hadn't written a word about the workflows and processes and so on i kind of had it in my mind i just didn't put any words to it and then I went home and thought this was a fun project to do. Maybe I should do something about it. And I remembered when I was working at, at Maersk, uh, this big uh, container shipping company, yeah. we often got uh, visitors from abroad coming in and asking, what should we see in Copenhagen? And they all want to see the Little Mermaid, which is really pretty boring <laughs> and, it's and, really little uh, to be fair yeah it's really yeah there's nothing there yeah. um so they want to see the most more you know copenhagener secrets and and so on so so it was kind of a combination of that and oh maybe i should just do a small guides book something and then i started writing the same night uh something and was pretty excited. I did 20 pages or something like that. And I sent it over to a friend and say, oh, look, I did this secret Copenhagen guide." And I said, yeah, that's really nice. But you did, you do know you did the, the Royal palace and the opera house and the famous churches and so on. It's not really secrets yeah. <laughs> what you did. Yeah. So, so then I said, okay, then I'll add some more. So, but it's, it's kind of a yeah weird part-time project that I just do whenever I, I need to relax the brain. Then I just go out and draw something and write about it. So it's an ever-evolving book <laughs>
0: yeah that is I mean that's a really pro move there to uh, procrastinate and turn it into a freaking cool book that's really <laughs> hats off to you that's really cool
1: uh, yeah it is it is a weird 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 thing to do I, know, it's I really, did um, I did write the other chapter the same the, the, the other week uh, the week after or something well, like that so I did, book.
0: so that's I that I finished book. it so
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you know what yeah. I, I had to think about this because um both as designers um I remembered this little story I heard once studying design, and I want to know if you're familiar with it. Um, it's this ancient history of um, card makers and illustrators of, of uh, maps, map makers. And um, so back then you didn't have any copyright or something. So a lot of map makers started drawing in little little fake alleys or dead-end streets that didn't really exist, and it was kind of their hidden... Uh, hidden copyright. I think is it is it called Paper Towns or something like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. you heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, of yeah, course yeah. I wanted. Yeah. And, and and for all the listeners who are not familiar with it. So basically, there was their um like their watermark. So if any other uh, map makers copied that card, uh that city map, whatever it is, and they draw in the the wrong street, the original map maker knew. Okay, this is a this is a ripoff. This is a copy of my yeah. map. So of course, since you're familiar with it, I wondered, did you come up with anything like that did you watermark anything did you come up with something fake or is it all true
1: no i think it's 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 all true it is very biased so i kind of say you know i i name the places that i like to go yeah. uh um i also i'm pretty honest about yeah the little mermaid that i yeah. think maybe you know it's it's not a big detour go see it and then check the box but but yeah. so so no I, I don't think i have any <laughs> people, people towns or people buildings in, in the book but as yet. such.
0: Um, not yet, but maybe they will be in the next, in the next version. Okay, but to, to close off this chapter, um, for all the sweet people listening, what's your top three right now in, in Copenhagen that people should definitely come and see? Um,
1: hmm. Oh, that's a good experience. question. It's... Um, so, I mean, right now, and I'm, again, I'm biased, but that's also in the, in the book. Um, I would go see Bakken, which is the world's old, oldest amusement park. So it's located a bit North of Copenhagen. I'm in the board there. So, cool. so I am biased and I have to say this, but, but at, right now it actually has a pretty cool Halloween theme going on with a, yeah, a scary ride and so on. So, so, so that's one thing I would do and I'm going there, uh, this week um yeah what else would i see i mean i just just i, I just like to walk around and, mm-hmm. and stop at places and you know I, there are so many places i haven't seen uh keeps popping up it's very yeah it's it's, it's developing a lot the last yeah. 10 15 years copenhagen yep. so um, no, that's a imagine. good question do you maybe yeah. have
0: a good live music venue uh
1: we in the summer we have something called super which means south of the sun which is just three days in a park and every day is different so that's sometimes cool. it's more indie sometimes it's more electronically and so on but it's in a park in the city so that's really nice I love um that. I love that. it's really close by so <laughs> that's cool um i like that
0: perfect so I, we can only invite sweet people to come there and check out the yeah, beautiful do come Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And get the get the bias tour guide. I love it. Show it again, please. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, I have <laughs> Show idea. us one more time. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Guys, you have to check out the illustration. It's really it's yeah, amazing. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, it's, it's all small illustrations. Yeah. And really so. lovely. Appreciate <laughs> it. Okay. Just bought it here so
0: I could bring it out if we ever had to talk about it. That's, that, yeah. Or maybe
1: it's, it's just because it's a... You can't see, but it's really messy around me. So,
0: well, you set up the <laughs> camera perfectly. No one can tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks very tidy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um, of course, um, I want to talk to you mostly about your uh, profession and your agency and this big mission you're on to help companies build in house marketing teams. Um, to give a little context, um, you've been helping organizations set up in house. Social media management, content marketing, branding, marketing teams for the last 15 years, if I read that right. Yeah, I think, I, I
1: think so. Um, so I officially started at Mersk in 2012, I think. Uh, so, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then, I, of course, a bit before that. Um, and that's where we, I started building in-house creative agencies. Yeah. Um, And then I kind of realized, uh, that, you know, it's a lot like, like jazz. Uh, it's a lot, you know, if you know the standards, uh, if you know the, the basic 40 or 50 normal tunes you would play, uh, you can jam along along those lines, but you, you know how to fall back into, uh, into the song again. And, and so, so, I shifted from Mersk to Saxo Bank, which is an tr- online trading platform, something completely different. Mm-hmm. And then to George Jensen, which is jewelry and home decor and something like that. So, and so th- the product was very different. The way of telling stories was very different, but but the ways of working, the, the, the swim lane, so to speak, the the methodology was exactly the same. So, you know, it, it doesn't really change how you create a plan for social media how you activate it how you 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 run with we call it learning loops so you keep you know keep looking at the data you have a hypothesis of something you want to test and then you get it back all that is pretty much the same Mm -hmm. it's just the the front load the idea the design of course is, is different um and that's kind of what you know Set set me on on this track of building these in-house agencies and helping other companies yeah. do it themselves.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you've been all over the place. Maybe we can go back a little bit. On I I, I would say <laughs> yeah. this is your sweet spot, so to speak. That that skill, <laughs> that mission you're on. But I'm always very interested how that came to be. What's your story before? I mean, you've been working in, in brand agencies and a lot of different companies. Maybe you can take us with you a little bit. How that idea evolved? Because maybe if I can, if I can just, just add that, you know, I'm a, I run a design studio, so I'm very excited about this. I think I can learn a lot by this because um, I'm not an agency, but still it's something that I thought about a lot because sometimes I'm a sparrings partner for my, for my clients and everything. But a lot of time it's exactly that. I also had that thought, you need to be up to speed today and you need to have some, some talent and some skill in house. So I just wondered how that journey was for you.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I started out pretty normally, I would say working at advertising agencies in mostly Denmark, but but with some international clients and and and, and, and that was fun. I mean, I, I like that, but also at the end of it, I came to a stage, I would say, I don't know, in my career or the agency I was in where we, we were the the A, a- team. <laughs> so yeah. we were brought in to come up with the idea, present, win the pitch and then we were on to the next thing. Yeah. And I I kind of always had the the feeling that you know when you work a bit longer with something, you you find out. And the really good ideas are not normally in the I mean they are, but but I also think some of the good ideas are in the in the outer oh. spheres of the of the creative idea, it's not necessarily the film or the main campaign, but it's also doing something fun outdoor or on a banner or something like that. And we were always just moved on to the next uh, thing. So I wanted to have an opportunity to follow things through and and actually see things. You know, you know, when you always hand it over, I was just missing the opportunity to see how could we do something creative with the display banners or could we do something creative on the website as well um so that was kind that was kind of the the thing that led me to 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 move on uh I I had a small company also myself mm-hmm. uh, very small it's just me actually mm-hmm. uh, building uh apps um because I had this idea that <laughs> that you could have an onboarding app when you started in a new company so that was completely different I was designing but I was also selling and I kind of also got tired of the selling part in advertising. You know, you always have to be out there getting new customers, winning pitches and so on. I would like to just, you know, try to focus on the on the work. So that's how I started on, yeah, moved moved in-house. Um, I was very lucky to get an opportunity at Maersk. Uh, somebody I knew was working there and they said, oh, they got this new head of marketing. She's looking for something new. And I just met her for coffee, and she said, "Yeah, can you start on Monday?" So, uh, yeah, I think I started on Friday. I had to <laughs> close down something, but that was basically it. Off, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, so, so the first part was very traditional advertising. I just missed that opportunity to 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 to, to work on the on the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of realized when I was, I think maybe in my first week at Merck or the second one. Uh, I was they had this onboarding program where you had to travel around to see the different op- some not all the offices, obviously, but a lot of different offices and see how this this thing is working. So you're not just stuck in the headquarter in a nice office. And I went to India um, and I just realized they were doing the same stuff as we were doing and they were doing the same stuff as I saw they did just did in Egypt and that I they did in the U.S., and I said, okay, we, there's got to be a way that we can do this better so we're not all spending the money on different agencies and instead pulling through on, on the, maybe some bigger things and then do the production company at least. And that's how I started. I came home and I said, I think we should do some in-house. And she said, yeah, let's do that. There are some people in Manila. Go, go see if you can use any of those. And <laughs> yeah, so I, I went to, to the Philippines yeah. and, and set up a team. Um, and then it kind of rolls, uh, you know, uh, and when I had done the third agency, so I, I went to Saxo Bank, I went at George Jensen. I thought, yeah, this is maybe what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wrote a book about it, the, the one that I was actually missing when I started out because I didn't know anyone. So I made a lot of mistakes the first time, a few few less mistakes, uh, the next time. And that's that George Jensen, I think I did yeah. not that many mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so,
0: okay. okay. And that's then I amazing. started helping but, out yeah. Um, maybe you can, you can help us with the, because I always want to, want to explore the creative and the entrepreneurial side of this, of this journey. So if I get that right, you started as a coworker or, or a freelancer yeah. and you went to two or three companies and implemented your, your idea, right?
1: Yeah the the no I was actually hired in so okay, I was cool. the head of creative at at Maersk. um and then I think after George Jensen I was more uh, yeah myself just okay, my yeah. own company yeah. um uh working yeah w- working with with companies to help it in the up there's also a lot of tool, you know, having a platform where people can brief in and you can have that overview of things so
0: yeah.
1: so, so 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 the last years before we we I I joined this uh, site company which had a different name at the time mm-hmm. um I was just myself and then I just I was actually debating with my partner we were set up to to battle each other on in-house or external agencies yeah. and we kind of figured out that we were we agreed on most things um so okay <laughs> so cool. so that's how we started out okay
0: Perfect. And, and I mean now today you're you're at the Zeit agency and you specialize yeah. in analyzing, setting up and running in-house marketing and creative yeah. teams. Yeah. That's that's exciting. And I think also this is where the is this where the book originated? You you uh, co-wrote it with Per Brandholz yeah. if I say his name correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's correct. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, when when did the when did you start capturing it into a book? And also Um, To me today, it's super interesting why you chose the form of a book. Maybe first of all, you could have done a podcast series or videos or whatever. It's interesting to choose a book. I mean, that's kind of... So so
1: the first book, actually, uh, (laughs) I I couldn't have written it better, like a a film script. It was just like, you know, I wanted to have more work as a consultant, Mm -hmm. just me. And I sat down and I talked to some friends and said, you know, how do you become that kind of expert... And you yeah. say no, oh, yeah. You write a book, and I said, okay. Well, how hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's pretty difficult, actually. Um, so, so it was kind of the same because it worked. I mean, the day it came out, I published something on LinkedIn, and somebody said, "Oh, great! Uh, can you come help us uh, with nice. our setup?" So, I mean, that's how you write the the yeah, script for text, something like that. Perfect, yeah, yeah, it's 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 really the textbook of of being the expert on something that's writing the book. Um, so we just followed up on that. We, we Since we're both driving a lot towards to these different agencies, we had a lot of conversations in a car, yeah. um, not necessarily the same car driving different places, but on the phone. Uh, and we agreed that we should do this, You know, try to put our thoughts together because how often do you have a, like we did, we were, I think we were very lucky to have a, an opportunity to start thinking about something and say, this is the kind of agency we want to build. We want to build something new, not a traditional advertising agency. And I also experienced in-house had a lot of uh, pitfalls in terms of not being creative enough, uh, also being a bit slow, sometimes having difficulty to scale. Um, So we, we just talked about all the things that we said, okay, if we're going to build an agency, or something whatever it is we we're, we're building uh let's let's talk about all these these issues with with each model so so we like in-house being close to the product knowing the brand and and being really fast and agile and so on and 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 being able to to turn things around quick but we also see that external agencies, they can be more creative. They can, you know, they can scale up uh, a bit, a bit faster mm-hmm. when, you know, when you have peak periods or new things coming in. So, so that's kind of that. It started out in the car, the, the, the book, and we've started basically putting up posters saying, okay, I want to write this chapter about this. And I want to yeah. write about that and so on. Yeah. So,
0: okay, yeah. Uh, that's that's very interesting because I mean um, I wrote parts of the book, uh, I didn't read yeah. the entire thing, but um, to me it's it's super interesting if 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 I think about it now and I mean it seems so obvious the whole landscape of media advertising marketing is changing super quickly so. Um, yeah, you also have to keep up, and and you have to be fast, and change also a lot of things. And it's I just love this idea of of turning it around. So I just wondered um, if people listen to this right now, companies, and they think, oh my god, it's it's so much, it, it happens so fast. How can I even? Is it even possible for me to build an in-house marketing team? Maybe you can guide us a little bit to the whole process or tell us about a about a case you had maybe uh, is this possible for any client industry company
1: I, I, I mean uh, it, it depends on on the size but I think you should always do the math <laughs> do the <laughs> business case and 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 look at uh, where are we spending our money uh, I mean I worked on a traditional advertising agency and we tried to sell the whole house every time even though so people came for the creativity and then yeah. I'm probably going to lose some friends here but then 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 they we tried to sell them everything all the way through pr- production and we weren't really good at the production part to be honest and I don't think a lot of agencies are they are they always something um so so what I mean that's the whole title of the win win house is that you should still buy the best ideas from external people because they are probably better at getting that they're getting all this new input they work with different clients all the time and get the new inspiration and they have creative people. It's really difficult to get the creative people to work, you know, somewhere in the suburb in a big industrial block or something like that. But, but when you get to the day-to-day creative, the content, the production where you need to turn things around fast and and so on, it makes a lot of sense to bring it in. Um, And then if you're really big, it also makes a lot of sense to move it out to offshore production in Mm -hmm. Vietnam or Bangladesh or South Africa where where you can find these big production houses or look at tooling. I mean, look at AI at the moment and so on. Yeah. So I think everybody could do it, uh, but it's, 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 it's really looking at the numbers and say, where are we spending the money? What, what are we getting? Does it make sense to hire or does it make sense to, to hire in freelance or on, on, on base on a weekly basis. But one of the things I I really like, and I think this is the story we talked about earlier um, is, is the ability to do something else with the brief. So sometimes you get a brief for something and then, you know, if you're an external agency, you will solve that problem. That's what you're hired in to do. But sometimes when you work closely within the the company itself, you can see that this problem is not really the the problem that's that's the real problem. It's there's there's always some kind of a human problem behind the, the business problem or something like yeah. that. Um and, and the story I, I think I told you earlier was from when I was at George Jensen and we were we were actually called up to the e commerce team and they said, uh you need to change the color. On the buy button because people are not buying and we said oh it was it was a bit scandinavian clean ish in in the design so i mean it's not impossible that they got a point but but still but so we sat down and say ah, it can't be can't be right we we let's look at some some data let's look at how people are you know going through the page and and so on and we realized straight away that there, you could see for some of them because they logged in, that these were men and they were really fast. They found the shop. They scrolled down, found the ring, went to the product page, clicked buy. They didn't have a problem at all yeah. by finding that buy button. And then they clicked buy again and buy again. And then they realized the small drop down on top of it where they had to sh- choose the ring size. Um, and then they you know you clicked on that and they get 13 different ring sizes and, and, then, you're <laughs> and then you lost and then yeah then you're lost the mouse went blank and you know everything is just they just shut down yeah. so what we figured out was we had to do something else so we built a small i would say an app but it's actually a website that's uh where you could you could borrow a ring from your loved one and just put it on the screen and see what size it was yes. and and it solved the problem really, really simple. It wasn't expensive to build or anything. I think the most expensive part was us going around in, in, in stores, making sure that the screen size were correct in our, in yeah, our yeah, yeah. measurement. And the best part was that the content that came from that, we didn't plan a campaign because it wasn't in, it, it wasn't in the big plan. I mean, it was just something we thought could solve a problem. So we just did a small, you know, a photo shoot of a guy putting a ring there, and there's just something, but we did it ourselves, and then it just starts spreading in Denmark and Sweden and so on, where people said, "Oh, look, John, there's something here for you." Uh, so it was the wives tagging their husbands, and you know, <laughs> fiancés and yep. friends and so on. Yep. Um, and I actually think that's that's a really nice way of looking at 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 in-house mm-hmm. uh, being able to to talk to each other say is this really the problem that we're trying to solve or is it something else yeah. it's not that we don't want to change the color it's just are we sure that's that's it and and challenge it a bit and of course of course you can do that as an external agency but
0: but you, you probably you can't just afford don't as a
1: company yeah no yeah um so uh, so i think that's that's one of the it's just an anecdote, but I mean, I that's I, I kind of nice, like, like of, it, of yeah. how we, we 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 looked at things differently because we were sitting next to the people working, and and we could get the data because we were just there. We say, okay, just show me what's what's wrong,
0: and yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's not even I don't think that's that's advertising bashing or, or anything because. By The way they wouldn't probably listen to this podcast anyway because we are very yeah. critical <laughs> about basically any form of, oh, we're very interested in how creative processes work, what you can do in house, what you need experts for. And I mean, I have an agency background as well, and I, I hear you completely. And if yeah. you sell websites, whatever client is going to come to you, the solution is probably going to be your website. So, but that's just the agency yeah. game, that's that's fair enough, yeah. that's their yeah. business model, uh, but I, I, yeah. I mean,
1: that's what they do, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: and it's yeah. fun and it they take you for a ride, but sometimes it's, I call it a creative one night stand because they do the big explosions and fireworks and everything, but then they have to yeah. move on like you with, with the, um, with the A team creative. Yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, this is a really interesting point, I think for all entrepreneurs and companies, um, listening to, to challenge this. So maybe, I mean, they definitely should buy your book and go into detail, but <laughs> maybe just as a little teaser, um, what are the first steps to to check for yourself? Um, where can I start this process? I mean, let alone in thinking or planning, where should I start thinking about this?
1: Well, I mean, we we do this report every year called the In-House Parameter, where we look at um, Europe um, and, and, and where are companies, what kind of roles are they bringing in and so on. And one of the things that s- seems to surprise me every year, now it's the third year in, in a row we do it, is how few people who have actually looked at the the numbers i mean it's it's not i'm not saying in-house is the best i'm not saying externally agencies are the best it's just you have to look at the numbers you have to look at where are you spending your money is it is it freelancers working 100% for you then they are too expensive i can tell you that is it is it buying everything from the same agency because it's easy then you're spending your money wrong so i would say the first part would would just be looking at the numbers um the next thing that so so we do these four four things uh with our company so the first two are like consultancy tasks and mm-hmm. we've we told a lot of companies that they shouldn't go with us they should keep doing what they're doing or they should look at this so so that's the ana- analytically analytic part uh where we mm-hmm. we just look at you know their vendor spent, so you know how many yeah. how many different agencies there's probably too if there' are too many agencies you're also spending too much time on project management and 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 you know managing one agency up against the other one yeah um the next would be looking at your workflows. one of the things that we could see in the report I also have that one apparently here uh, um is. Uh, the big issues with in-house teams is that they they, they don't have the time to be creative. They are get, they get swamped in meetings. They are involved in, in too much uh, like in an agency, you're really, you know, it, it's a bad business running an agency, right? <laughs> you only, you know, you sell time and it's yeah. really difficult to, so, so, uh, so an agency, they're really good at, at only bringing people in when they need them. So, you know, the, the the big creative guys, they're in for the ideas and for the selling, and then they're out and you get the cheaper ones and, you know, and so on. And and there's something you should learn from that. And that's really, you know, looking at the whole processes of doing things, get a thing in, making sure the idea is that you just look at the idea. I have this rule saying black black pen and black ink white paper or something like that yeah. so when you do an idea just draw it like i mean it's it sounds i know it sounds like the, the, the 60s or 80s or something not like that 100%. but I'm but but mind. i mean if if you can draw an idea and people think it's funny or good it's probably also will be good when you bring in the cameras and uh, ai and, and and stuff so 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 look at the idea and then move on and and kind of close that gate. Yeah. Say now we go from idea phase to production to creative production phase. Then we move on to the scalable phase or something like that. So so that's the, the next thing we always tell people to look at. That's the, the workflows, the roles and responsibilities. Are there too many people managing each other? That also seems like a waste of time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it sounds very boring, but the, the fun thing about that is that it frees up time for the creativity. It frees up time for, for being creative when you stop doing all the revisions because you change a headline once you put it on, I don't know, 11 banners of different sizes and so yeah. on. Then you spend your time wrong. So, so I mean, in that way, we are agency brought up. So we track time and, and measure, you know, how we are working on how much, how many revision rounds and so on, yeah. just to prove <laughs> that we are wrong. Yeah. Uh, when we are editing t- things too late.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and then focus on the creativity because it does work. I mean, creative marketing, and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily a clever headline or it's always something new. Um, but, but, and then that's one of the things that's difficult with in-house is that you, you kind of get complacent. You, you just put things in the same boxes and you do the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so, so, so you could still bring in people to, to work with and have ideas. Just, just ask them for their brain yeah. <laughs> and not for the, yeah, the computer yeah. skills or. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Because that leads me to my question. I thought about this and, um. I think to me one of the determinative factors would be um what skills do you have in house and what do you think you what 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 do you need to source out to someone yeah. what do you have in house what can you um maybe hire uh, in house and because I mean the whole as you said I mean the whole landscape has changed I mean most of of old school agencies they were working on the big campaigns the big super bowl 30 second 60 second spots whatever it was but that's like the the old school classic agency business and nowadays it's more like always on social media storytelling content marketing it's basically like every day and especially you need to respond also very quick so to me the shift i feel the most is it's less like um doing one blockbuster thing even though if we listen to Anita Albacy and stuff like that, uh, Blockbuster Business, her great book, uh, that, that's something else. But it's not like this one advertising clue uh, per quarter, per half a year, or something that's going to save it. It's like an everyday battle or an everyday challenge. So uh, it's more like editorial work and more like storytelling work. So is there anything you can do? You have, do, do you have tips for in house? creative teams or in-house skills that people need for that? And how can they train? it? Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, there are a, a few things. Um, actually at Saxo bank, we actually started out like that with big, we, we did this really big commercial. We spent three months planning and shooting yeah. and everything. And we were really tired and it's on, it's live. It's on pop the champagne. And, yeah. and then one weekend they came say, Oh yeah, you know, there's wear out now people have seen it uh, like six times. Uh, what's next? And was said, I don't know, I can tell you in, in three months time again. So, yeah. and that kind of shifted the way that we worked. So instead of shooting one big thing, we, we, we shot a lot of different things. So still kind of, that was the first step for me it was, it was still kind of advertising ish, but we shot a lot of things with uh, smaller scenes mm-hmm. uh, and saying, okay, now we're shooting on a Metro station. How many different films can we actually do if, if the, what do you call it? The roadblock. We, we worked a lot with uh, roadblocks and say, okay, it has to be funny within four, three seconds. It has to be something that works across languages without speak or something like that. Yeah. And and here we did something we said, so this was an online training platform. So we, we shut things with green screen, a green screen paper where we could change the headlines, a green screen TV in a fitness room or something like that. And it was just like, you know, we said, it's not the best advertising idea ever but it was really it worked really well for being um responsive so to speak mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so you said okay something is happening the guy's running on the treadmill something's happening I don't know French election uh <laughs> you need to trade and he took up his phone also green screen so we could change everything within an hour or so um and we did we came back with 22nd. No, 26, sorry, uh different films from, from that two or three yep. D they yep. shoot. Yep. So that was the first step. That was actually trying to plan for the unexpected. Yeah. Um the next thing, kind of I, I keep kind of work on in that way. So bring a still photographer. You know, whenever you're shooting something, kind of say if we turn the camera 30 degrees, it would look different. Can we do something here? Now we have some some axes or some extras. Can we use them? So that was one way of doing it. Still in the advertising Mm -hmm. world. At George Jensen, we were very lucky to have, you know, the whole house was the heritage. So on the top floor, we had the archive with original drawings and models and so on from from george jensen the original silversmith himself going 100 years back and so on and and all the other designers and in the basement or oh, ground floor we had a smithy where we had 20 silversmiths working oh. and stuff so we could you know it was we we were so to lucky to just hearts, you could just yeah. bring your iphone and shoot something uh yeah. in in slow motion and, and it looked great and George Jensen works in a way like I think a lot of companies that you know we, they had to sell everything in the last three months mm-hmm. because that's kind of going up to Christmas. That's where you buy the Christmas gifts. Yeah, so, yeah. so the rest of the year we we didn't have any content. As so such so so we kind of invented our own problems and our own way of doing it. So we went up and say, okay, let's find something strange in the archive, something that's you know either gone where we only have the drawings or. Or something where, you know, this has only been done once, yeah. or something like, and we don't yeah. know where it is. So we found something, and then we just we documented the whole process. We didn't know where it would go. Of course, we had an idea that in the end we would end up with a product, but but the idea was also to to show all the obstacles, all the mistakes we made trying to build it in three D and see how do we do this, how can, we do... and then we just made it made content out of that every week. Um, and what worked really well was to do it in bulks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, instead of doing a new post every day and you have to take out an hour or 30 minutes every day to come up with something, then actually do one week where you just work on the next three months or something like that content. That makes a lot of sense. It's a lot easier to do 10 posts in two hours than to do one post in 10 minutes every day. Um, So, I mean, and that was it was really simple it was just me and uh yeah graphic designer uh basically and then we we're just running around asking different people in the house so it, very very low-key yeah just shooting it ourselves editing ourselves and put it up there as something and the, the funny thing was that when we did these big silver pieces you know they cost a lot um people would see the film and they would say they would comment something like now i know why it's so expensive and and they went on to buy the the more steel products that's you know made in in, oh i'm sorry that's made in in um in china or something like that yeah um so 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 it it kind of it, it was very easy and also because we worked in-house, we had the platform so yep. we could build the pages that we wanted to have and we could build the journey. So, you know, you have the storytelling piece, you had the archive piece and so on, and you could click on to almost buy, yep. not that product, but a similar product.
0: And I mean, um, and I mean this 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 comes down to what you're telling is, I think, a fundamental change in um, the role of the creative because what you described is no longer the, uh, the satellite agency transmitting some... Oh some zeitgeist ideas onto the brand, but it's really, you have an in-house director, editor. Um, it's a very different way to, to think and, and create ideas. I think. Yeah. It's f- yeah. F- f- I,
1: I, I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So w- we kind of built this very simple brand house where we had like three pillars saying, we are always going to talk about the heritage, the craftsmanship and the Scandinavian design. And in mm-hmm. some way, all the stories that we do have to have at least one element, but, but, but if case. we are lucky, then, then all of them, and that was kind of like a guiding principle for us. So tell the story, just always pull back a heritage story, craftsmanship story, and then even though it was a modern design uh, jewelry thing, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, not being so scared of 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 not doing something polished. I mean, some of the episodes we did for that uh, uh, big thing, for instance were some of the things where we realized it it couldn't be done the way we thought it could, or we didn't, we didn't know what was on the backside. We only had a drawing from, from two angles. And it was like, so, 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 and people were just, you know, say, what, what are we going to do here? And people came with suggestions and so on. So, so, I mean, it's, it's okay to show all the, yeah, the obstacles and your fails and so on, because I mean, that's good storytelling. So, so, yeah. um,
0: So, and now when you come back to you setting up um help run in-house teams um do you do some kind of um, creativity coaching with them or do you have like guidelines or do you implement someone uh, some creatives you know there
1: yeah i do so uh i also run a, a, a school uh <laughs> at night <laughs> that actually has nothing to do with this but but uh, but for 20 or 30 Wednesdays every year. I I have this small content uh, school and we bring people in, not just our employees, but everybody in mm-hmm. uh, that want to join in. Um, but, but yeah, I, I travel uh, with different shows, cool. <laughs> so to speak, yeah. uh, creative. Uh, so, I mean, just talking about why we do creativity, why we believe that we should challenge things and, and so on. And I also have like, like, a a toolbox of how to get started, how to come up with ideas, how to, uh, there are a few tricks I always use, you know, try to combine things you haven't seen before or something like that. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. I also join in sometimes and, and just, yeah, draw on the wall. (laughs) to to put up,
0: um,
1: because I, I I mean, a lot of the things I can see with the younger people we have is, is, um, you know, afraidness or, or what do you call it? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, difficulties with, with actually, you know, coming out. Um, and, and, and the thing is, I mean, my first 20 ideas are really bad. Um, the next 10 are just slightly better. And then, but, but, but if I say the first, bad ideas then someone in the room will yeah. pick up and say oh it's not that bad maybe if you did this and his his slightly better idea i can put something on top of and and I mean yeah. that's
0: how it works it's it's um, like it's, it's not like a, in music you 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 got to yeah. jam you 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 got to get it out of your system to get better right yeah 100% yeah yeah. yeah yeah
1: and and somebody else has to hear it i mean look at all the bands where the people You know, one guy breaks out and it kind of loses that edge because they're not challenged. They're not, you know, not somebody listening to it and say, I can play a better bass on that one, or, you know, let's do something different. Yeah. So, so, so that's really the culture I try to build. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Don't, don't, you know, love your mistakes, uh, embrace them. Um, Put them up on the wall. I mean, it doesn't matter. We can take them down later. But that one I, bad idea on the wall will foster something. The, and yep. and uh, I always tell the employees and students or whoever wants to listen, you know, it's really difficult to come up with hundred bad ideas in a row. So <laughs> yeah. so yeah. if <laughs> so if you keep going, something good will happen. Um, something will 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 be that thing that say, oh, that's kind of funny. Let's maybe do this. And that. So
0: yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah, and bounce it off of each other. Yeah, uh, but. You know what, talking about this and talking about your um, experience and your experience with handling ideas, handling creative processes, um, would you say there's a limit to what in-house um, in-house teams can, can do or, or can achieve? Or is there some tipping point where they need some, some creative injection from the outside or need to get challenged or something?
1: Uh, I I would say no, but but in reality, yes. Um, (laughs) I mean, there are great creative in-house teams, and we see at the moment these years more and more companies bringing in creative directors and actually building in-house creative teams. In Denmark, we have the Danish televis- uh, television station called TV2, who just won Cannes Lions with an in-house team for building this nice. tall, tall Copenhagen bench uh, that shows the climate changes. I don't know if you've seen it. Okay,
0: no. Uh,
1: so that's an in-house, that's an in-house team building mm-hmm. something. Uh, so it is happening, but I also think that that's for very few companies that has enough enough task, enough demand for creativity yeah. that you could bring someone in. Otherwise, you know, if you just bring one creative guy in, they will slowly <laughs> die in that role. They will have to do other stuff that they're not really good at. Yeah. Uh, they will lose the edge, I think. Yes. So so that, that's where I say go to a smaller agency, you know, pick the, the creative shops where you can just buy the idea, and maybe you can you can handle the production yourself or bringing in something like that so it's more like taking over the ownership of the creative process not yeah. necessarily doing the ideas yourself you can still buy those creative people I would I would do that yeah um but not just you know yeah because if you try to bring <laughs> the rock stars to the suburbs you will it's, it's got they a clash, will probably, probably lose yeah. it yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So 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 in theory, yes. <laughs> There's no no limit for how much you could <laughs> bring in, but but in reality for most companies, I would I would rather build the the engine room, yeah. the engine having the the workers, yeah, and then and then owning the process and yeah. then bring in the experts. Yeah.
0: Um well, I, I think that's a very good um very good image. It's like building a production studio and you bring in the talent, the writers, yeah. the musician, whatever, and you have the whole lineup set up to produce yeah, it yeah. publish it. Um, yeah, turn it into yeah. turn it into uh, successful sales and stuff. Okay, but Turning it into a win-win house. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. Shameless plug. That's loud on the podcast. Um, <laughs> listen, for, for for once, let's let's twist the the page for for one brief second. Um, just between you and me, is there any tip you have? for those poor fellows still running an agency out there today? (laughs)
1: Uh, I would say focus. I mean, I, I, I I don't know the rest of the world, but in Scandinavia, a lot of companies are, you know, advertising agencies are full service. So they they claim to be able to do everything. And actually the, the companies that, that, that are really doing well is the specialist agencies. So, just small creative hops with i don't know 10 20 people who can just make create those great ideas and sell that i mean it it seems like like we're we're giving away the creativity and the ideas and then trying to make the money on the production afterwards uh, instead of actually selling what's you know what's bringing in the value which is creativity and the ideas mm-hmm. so so i would say focus but that said i just saw a number from from denmark and they said you know it is the big agencies that make some money <laughs> so, okay. yeah. um, but but yeah um, I, I mean i think there's still room for both uh so so, yeah. so so but but I, I would just focus on on being creative and being you know being that outside in perspective coming up with those new ideas that they couldn't do before um that they couldn't do in-house that that's that's yeah
0: yeah i love that um maybe before we before we move on to the next uh to another topic um first where can i get the book and how do book- i get in touch with if i want to learn more or if i want to set up the in-house thing where can i get in touch with you and your company
1: well well, well the the book is uh i mean it, it's on amazon mm-hmm. uh it's also coming out in german uh uh that's good. Next week or this week. No, okay. I don't know actually. Well
0: let's see when we publish this. I guess when we publish this it's gonna be live and I can add it to the show notes probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh
1: um I I'm, my German is, is not that good, so I I had to have someone to, to <laughs> rewrite okay. it. But uh, <laughs> um but uh, I mean Amazon is 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 the easiest place to find it. Yeah. Um perfect. Um and and we have a website called yeah site agency site.agency uh but you could also just find uh, you know the first 30 p- pages from the book uh is available on winwinhouse.com. will mm-hmm. i'll put it in the show notes so you Perfect. can do it <laughs> yeah. um um or they can just reach out and i'll happy to help i mean we believe in in sharing so so the, the book is a guide If you don't want to talk to us you can just read the book and do it yourself it is pretty much all the things we knew up to that point that we put in so from you know how to set up workflows how to look at tools how to who to hire in at which stage how to set up the organization to mirror the the, you know how to set up the in-house agency to mirror the 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 marketing organization so if you are regional based it makes a lot of sense to make a regional mirror of that so you have you know one point of contact for every region or if you're brand driven so so there's a lot of really tips and tricks in there i hope it's it's not meant to be an academic book it was meant to be like a guide you could just flip through and find yeah yeah tips and tricks
0: and and for what i read of it it's it really works like this it's fun to read also little lovely illustrations in it it's a it's a good and easy read i really appreciate it yeah Cool, so I, I would like to talk a little bit more about you and um, your own creativity and maybe your own creative processes because, um, I mean, as you just told about your professional um, life story, so to speak, you started out in agencies, you have a lot of experience in different fields, you you ran a company yourself and you've been in different roles and then I just heard you were playing music and you run a, a course like 30 Wednesdays a year, which is quite a lot. Um, it is a lot. Yeah. And I just wondered, that's a lot of um, very different fields and a lot of different outputs. And yeah, I just wondered how you manage your own creativity, what inspires you and um, what keeps you inspired.
1: Uh, so, I mean, some of the things like the Copenhagen book and also playing a bit more music now um, is is basically because I'm my job is getting a bit more boring as a manager or it was i mean a a year ago now i'm moving back into the creative role Mm -hmm. um so so that was kind of a way to get away with doing creative stuff um in terms of inspiration i mean that's one of the reasons why i do the school i actually only teach one night and Mm -hmm. then i'm just like the I don't know headmaster mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. presenting, and then we have guest teachers coming in, so the best in the fields in, cool, mostly Denmark, but a few from outside, coming in and talking about a specific target uh, topic. Sorry, um, and so that's why I, where I learn, yeah. I have a, a lot of young people uh, doing assignments and 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 asking questions that you know that's just inspires me. So 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 I, I'm always try to learn and try to pick up, you know, new, new stuff, where, where are things going and, and it's an easy way to do it. (laughs) I can also, you know, look out for talent. Uh, you know, are are there anyone really, really good that I should try to to hire in? So, so, so that's, I mean, that's the reason for the school. It was just, it was an opportunity and it was just fun to do. Um, Now I'm not, I mean, I just finished uh, this season, so I'm not starting until next year. So I also enjoy my Wednesdays now uh, where I don't have to work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um,
1: Then I would say I am for the first 10, 15 years, I was struggling, you know, trying to figure out, I didn't know, I didn't have a method to to come up with ideas and maybe for the first, I don't know, 18, 20 years, (laughs) um, I mean, I was just working, but I didn't know how to do it. And then when I, when we built this agency, I said, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work anymore. Yeah. I have to figure out how to come up with ideas, how to challenge my, my brain to come up with new ideas. So, so now I actually read a lot about it, went to, you know, yeah, a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, what do you call it? Schools, uh, <laughs> webinars yeah. and so on. You know, people talking about creativity and, and methods. And there are a, a really a few really good ways to, to get me started. I mean, yeah. I love this very simple way that I call it the cross cross method or something like that, yeah. where you pretty much take two benefits. So let's say you have a company selling internet and you want to sell fast internet. So on, on one uh note you write all the benefits of internet or symbols you can find (laughs) let's say it's the wi-fi symbol it's the ethernet cable it's the it's a router or something like that all the symbols or sounds or things you can come up with on that one and then on the other one you write all the things you can come up with that associates with fast so you know uh running uh you know, your chin, your chin's laughing like that when you're doing. And then it's just combining. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that's, it works really well. It's a really, really, really simple way of doing it. But when you have kind of a benefit and a product, I mean, look at McDonald's. They are experts in doing that direction. Look at their Halloween stuff they're doing at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just coming up with ideas for brand symbols, logos. Yeah french fries ketchup whatever and then something of halloween on the other and they just then you just combine yeah, yeah um it may not be the best ideas you come up with but it's really really nice to get you past those first yeah, it gets 20 excited. ideas yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, i love that that's a great takeaway i love it yeah, yeah. And, um, um <laughs> I, I also found out that if i i looked at your instagram and and your website and everything and i found out that you and i thought that's kind of funny because everything you do is moving things in-house and focusing them and putting them in one place and at the same time if i look at your the stories you tell and everything it's always about going out and traveling and moving a lot yeah. so this is like it's like a counter reaction to that maybe so i just wondered as does, does that play a huge role in your in your creative life also to get inspiration to get new ideas
1: yeah yeah i love to to travel and you know uh, uh going places like that's that where the culture is a bit different, like Japan or or just France or something where they have like a different creative culture, like South of Europe, just the the way it's more emotional, the way they work uh, in in the South of Europe. Um, So, so just buying magazines or looking at uh, art galleries. And so, I mean, everything can somehow trigger things. If you just sit and look at the same, computer screen every yep. day it's really difficult to come up with something new uh so i try to get out there i love to go climbing uh mm-hmm. uh and when you climb i mean you can't do anything when you fall off so so it clears my mind a lot yes. when you when you're out there in the woods and you're just and just sketching so i mean everyday work is is busy phone calls and meetings and so on so so in the weekends or in the evenings just get away um and and do something else uh, otherwise i think i will get t- too tired of yes. uh, yeah
0: <laughs> perfect
1: yeah. And, and 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 then i think i have like a you know some kind of mental illness you know i always play with words in my head when people say something or yeah. I look at a sign or a logo or something like that so it's a yeah. uh, yeah, yeah the, <laughs> I need deal, to work on that. It's called but... the creative
0: brain. I know it, it never rests. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. A lot of people have it. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, but sometimes I just wish you could sh- shut it off. <laughs> You're not alone,
0: Casper. You're not alone. No. <laughs> well, um, um, that's perfect. I only have two more questions for you. Uh, two questions yeah. I ask all of my interview guests towards the end. And this is, um, first of all, do you have something that is really inspiring to you right now that you want to share? It can be a movie, series, books, creative habit, something that you want to share with us, with the sweet people. Um,
1: yeah, I, w- I would say, I mean, everybody is talking about AI. So now I'm still staying in the advertising, this marketing it. land. But uh, one of my friends, he just said this, I don't know, I he said, do you realize that now this year was the last year that we could look at something on a screen and believe in it because now everything is possible. Mm-hmm. So what I see, and I'm not sure it's a trend or it's just me that wanted to be a trend is, is, is move outside. So do something in the real life, make a big something in the middle of a square or something like that. People will stop and, 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 and experience with, have an experience with or something like that. That would be my one thing, you know, everybody's doing AI stuff on the screen and all the pictures can be amazing and so on. Do something that people can, can work with. And we even, you know, at the school, we have this principle called the acting idea, Mm -hmm. Uh, something like the ring sizer. instead of doing advertising, do something that can help people, your customers or your customers, customers in doing something. So do something that, I mean, it's still commercial, but it's just, instead of just showing them another picture of a, of a model standing like you know in a weird position or something, try to do something that can actually help them. Mm-hmm. That would be my 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 oil other advice and that one. I mean it's I would my main advice to, to the students is to to shut their phone off you know put oh, it in God. another room. Um, because it's I mean it takes it takes five minutes or 10 minutes to get in in the zone again and every time you pick it up i mean you you just lose yep. that and it's really difficult on. to yep. do something when you when you start over every time so 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 sometimes just lock it put it away it's not that important we i'm old i managed my first I don't know, 15 years, yeah. just having an answering machine and it was fine. I got yeah. home and, you know, yeah. if people wanted to call me, they, they left a the message and, and it was fine. So I think you could manage an hour or two without looking at it every second. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but and it but sounds like a, i'm I'm the old guy but 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 no, really not at all
0: not at all I mean I also yeah. teach uh, at a, at a university in, in Berlin and it's uh, one of the things I also share with the with the students it's funny a lot of things I also talked on the podcast with the pen and paper thing the move away from digital or move away from from digital inspiration so to speak because um I yeah. completely agree with you it not only pulls you out it also is the big danger of um becoming a part of this creative, I, pardon my French, yeah, but yeah. this creative circle jerk, you know, you always look at other yeah. advertisings at the same sources and yeah, it becomes similar. It's like, it's like a, a genre featuring itself sometimes. So it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And also think, that's at least what I tell some of the employees is that, you know, when you do something on the computer, you kind of fall in love with it because you spend time on it. Yeah. So, you know, do a bad drawing. I mean, there's no limit to how bad it can be as long as you can just tell what it is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or you can write it below this, you know, you can just write this is a, yeah. Um, I love it. And then move on. Get it out of the system. And because, because if you sit there and you find a great photo or you go to mid journey and write something and you get a, you know, you use, you spent hours and hours on that and you're not really getting more Mm -hmm. than one idea. Mm -hmm.
0: Um I, I totally agree with you and I just um I just um taught a, a lecture on on sound design the other day and I yeah. always come up um and show the students this perfect video essay because some some guy um I think it was nerd writer or some other creative video essayist yeah. he put out a uh, a video about the the downfall of Hollywood um especially superhero uh, movie soundtracks because this is exactly what you what, what you describe for advertising. It's the same in the movie industry. You have a rough cut yeah. of a scene and then you you put some existing music, music and you put it under the scene and you edit it for 30, 40, 50 times. You do test screenings and people start to fall in love with that mu- music under the scene. Um, and then when it comes to really composing your original own soundtrack, um, you're just going to breathe the composer. Like, okay, we need something that's, basically this and you put it side side by side and you have like really one-to-one copies of 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 musical tunes by maybe Hans Zimmer or or other classical movie soundtracks and it's just a copycat thing it's in a different key It slightly changes but it's because you fall in love with it once it has a certain look and feel to it so I 100% agree with you that you should stay analog and you put it with these gates in the interview before we just talked um and this, I think, this is a perfect example. Just do the idea things, and then shut it off, and then you go to the creative um, execution.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you bring in people who can challenge you on that part. 100%. So you get, you know, it could be a, I don't know what they call a prompt engineer, or it could be a photographer, or something like yeah. that. But but at least you know what the idea is instead of you're sitting and waiting for something, you know, somebody else to to mm-hmm. do the, the idea for you. So. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's the same in music that you know, it's it's always a danger when it looks or sounds uh, too much like something else. Mm -hmm. You say, "Oh, this sounds like a song," then it's probably because it's just really boring or (laughs) something. I mean, if you you know what I mean? It already
0: exists. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: It already exists, right? It's the same chords (laughs) and yeah, cool,
0: perfect. Well, Casper, time flew by. We're already at the last question, and this is the same for everyone. Also, it's um, what's Next, what can we expect? Of you or the Zeit agency, or is there a new book coming up? What's happening next?
1: Oh, I I I always said I wouldn't do another book. Uh but I am (laughs) (laughs) kind of tumbling with some ideas on, you know, the content side and also this creativity thing that I haven't really it's not I mean it's part of the first one, but but really looking at into how to work with creativity. So so I think that's that's one thing then i mean we are in scandinavia now we're in denmark sweden norway i think we will try to get abroad get mm-hmm. get out there uh mainly europe i think um and that's just i mean it's just fun to 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 see something else work with different kind of problems mm-hmm. uh so 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 that's it that's a bit the, the boring answer of course just more of the totally same fine. but but uh, totally but, <laughs> but i like that um then i guess the copenhagen book will expand Uh, some people have asked you know could you do uh yeah another book about other places but this is my town and that's kind of the charm i think that it's it's i know the things here if i did it about another time town it wouldn't be wouldn't be true so so i think i will stick with copenhagen that's
0: lovely Uh, but just keep expanding (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. We're looking Um, forward to that. Well, or maybe something else. I don't know. You know, you never know. And (laughs) and that's the beauty about it. You never know. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Casper, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been delightful and insightful. And I think we all learned a lot.
1: Thank you so much for for joining you. Uh, It was a really nice conversation and, uh, yeah, good questions. uh,
0: (laughs) Thank you. Make me me wonder about things. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. Take care. Sweet people, what a ride. I always enjoy um listening back to the talks um I host because in the moment you can only fathom so much of what is said, of what ideas are floating in the room, and then going back to it, re-listening, editing. You really I think you really get the whole experience and it was great having Casper on the show Um, I especially enjoyed two moments one was when he talked about his own creativity, illustrating the um, Copenhagen city tour guide and also when he played music, because you know I believe there is a strong connection between different creative disciplines, if you learn your lesson, if you have an insight playing music, if you have an Um, epiphany, writing something, directing something. I think you can translate this into other creative fields. Mm. And I think it's a privilege to host this and also for you to listen to all these creative experiences, see these creative life stories and extracting all this knowledge, all this wisdom, because I can use it for my studio, for my other creative endeavors. You can use it for your brand, definitely. Uh, strategy as well as creative um, outlets like brand communication, marketing, storytelling. You can use all these lessons for so many um, different fields. Um, I really enjoyed that. And the other thing that I really liked is that he challenged me, Casper challenged me in a very friendly way. But um, of course I work a lot with in-house marketing teams, um, with my clients directly. They um, work with me as a partner, long-term relationships but still I'm an external service provider I'm like a satellite helping you with creativity with strategy all these things and he is a strong believer in in-house marketing teams and as you know from the talk we have there are limits to what an in-house team can do and there is a very good place and time for um, professional creatives to come in from the outset but it's still in a friendly and cooperative way i felt challenged and i really enjoy this to not only have talks where you completely agree where you can easy take away things from your for your own work or your own life i also like the challenge from time to time so yeah this gave me something um, to think about a bit where i can even sharpen my position in the market um, where i can be of service for all the marketing teams. So, long story short, sweet people, if you enjoyed this, thank you for watching, for listening, wherever you consume this podcast. Um, I'll be back in two weeks, either with a creative coffee break where I dive into some of uh, Los Angeles um, design and brand cases, or I'll be back with another episode, another interview. Let's see. I'll keep you posted. If you want to listen to all the episodes, you can do it wherever you get your podcast on sweetspot-studio.com. This is where you also get in touch with me if you help. Uh, if you're looking for help with brand building or design or you want to experience a workshop or coaching in the studio here, um, let me know. Reach out and let's see where we can take you and your brand. With that being said thank you so much um see you back around with the next episode um and until that stay sweet this podcast is produced by sweet spot studio new episodes each week wherever you listen to your podcasts if you enjoyed the show leave a rating and subscribe to never miss an episode find out more at sweetspot-studio.com